Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Draft Countdown Podcast. I am Shane Hallam, and I'm kicking things off because my partner, Brian Basarge, is here. Uh, but he is he is on heavy vocal rest because he's calling the, the Senior Bowl game on the radio tomorrow and uh, has been losing his voice all week. So we, we don't want that. That's more important than this show. So if, you, if, you're, if you're watching on YouTube, you'll be able to see Brian in all his glory. He'll, uh, yeah, I'm sure he'll have some hand and uh, written signs for us that we can read if you're listening uh, on the audio version. You know, you can imagine Brian being here and what he would be saying. Uh, maybe hear him in the background. Maybe it's like old school radio. Brian can start making sound effects and, you know, uh, today, there you go. He's happy. You know, he's applauding. It's good. Uh, so, you know, this will be fun. But, look, every uh, – Friday of Senior Bowl week, it was always a, a fun tradition that we um, got together with some friends, you know, sat around wherever we could find, just talk about the week, talk about the game that's coming up the next day, um, drink some classic Alabama Grapeco, which I'll open mine right now here, uh, and, you know, be just, just have a good time. So, you know, just like last year, we're bringing back some, some of our old friends and classic friends, so... The, uh, the, the first man, the, the myth, the legend that we'll introduce is uh, the, the original owner, creator of Draft Countdown back in the 90s, the uh, internet whiz himself, Scott Wright. Scott, how's it going, man? I've gained endless amounts of joy out of, of watching Brian go full silent Bob. <laughs> and, uh, just absolutely. Just mime everything. <laughs> but but it's good, right? It, it's better to go full silent Bob tonight than go full Mike Mayock tomorrow, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and lose that uh, lose that ability halfway through, and and the second half will be. I, I'm I'm actually more sad than ever that we can't stream Brian on the radio. You have to be local and mobile. Oh uh oh, Brian's Brian's give me the finger there that maybe maybe we can stream it. So I definitely got to tweet that out because I, I got to hear There's this always voice. Hope. This voice in action uh, tomorrow. But Scott, how are you doing, man? How's how's life? What are you up to? Uh, you know, the, I don't know. Introduce yourself a little bit for those that haven't um, heard you in a long time. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Uh, life is great. Um, I'm still working with the startup Next Gem. It's an app to image, manage, and share your trading cards. If you have an iPhone, check us out. Uh, things are going really well right now. We've got some momentum, and uh, it's been fun. I've been getting to go around the country a little bit and kind of be around my card people. Uh, last week, I was in Denver onboarding a multi-million-dollar card collection to the app, which was crazy to like be That's holding cool. these cards in your hand. They're worth so much. So yeah, uh, it, it's been great. But uh, I definitely miss uh, being involved in the draft and with you guys, and especially the thing I miss most about not covering the draft is not getting to go down to Mobile every year because, as you guys know, I truly love the city of Mobile. I like, I, I mean, I think I probably talked to both of you guys at one point or another, like, oh, I could see myself living here, especially this time of year when it's negative yeah. 20 in Minnesota. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I love Senior Bowl weeks. No, nothing better other than the actual draft. Yeah, yeah. look, and, and the weather was great. Brian got the joint sunburn on Monday and the, the, the frostbite yesterday, so – uh, you got you got all seasons in Mobile this week. Ultimately, 
that was the thing back in the uh, the old lad peoples there. Like, if you stood on one sideline for every practice, like half your face would get sunburnt and half wouldn't. So you had to rotate <laughs> to make sure you got evened out. Or gotta keep. Look, I, I had plenty of sunburn and and and, and, windburn. And, and and windburn. Like the first year, I was like, oh, I'm going. You know, January from Pennsylvania to Alabama, southern Alabama. Like, I don't need to bring a jacket. I don't need anything. And it was early it was windy it was freezing i was like this is ridiculous start raining the next day i was like oh i, I gotta remember this next time the weather's always but, an adventure in mobile but that's part of its charm yeah right right but you know it's it's nice um look i we, we always we had a good time and you're the one that brought me down and, and got me kind of involved in in stepping up and that was uh you know a big step for me and you know met brian down there and the rest is history um and so we're we're still waiting on uh, on Pigskin Paul. So we will um, we'll see if if he if he makes it. Uh, you know, unfortunately, Paul is not able to go down to Mobile for the first time. Uh, and, and, and you know, he's he's tweeted out a little bit, but he wasn't able to go down. But he's still in that Senior Bowl spirit. Uh, read his write up today on GBN Report. It's really good. So hopefully, he'll be joining us here as we move forward but yeah let's uh i don't know let's let's yeah let's let's kind of chat about it um for you know this year what i don't know what we've learned what we've gotten through brian's put the banner up so we'll start with that um brian am i, am I kicking these questions to you do you have do you have like paragraphs written down that you need me to read out or <laughs> No, that's that's no. Um, look, I, I mean, will be channeling Brian's thoughts and right, right, <laughs> and and let them out. I mean, look, it was it was a, a, I think it was kind of a hodgepodge of a week. It was, you know, it, it was the worst QB group down there that as a whole um, that we've seen in a long time. Uh, you know, it's going to be a struggle to. There's no way they're getting a top 100 pick out of the guys that actually practiced, maybe Hendon Hooker can sneak in there. And so what that, that kind of flips the dynamic because a lot of times you at least have a couple quarterbacks that can kind of shine. And this year the defense was really strong. Um, we had some really strong defensive defensive backs, edge rushers uh, that made those 11-on-11s like much more interesting. I imagine it will not help the game very much. But I, to me, it's learning that this defensive class is maybe a little bit better than I thought it was when we talk about the whole picture from this week. You know, it's interesting what you say about the quarterbacks because, like you said, I mean, there's years, you know, where maybe they don't have a high first-round quarterback, but even in the down years, there's there's maybe a guy or even two that you can talk yourself into, right? Oh, this guy could play himself in from round three into the first round this week. It seems like there wasn't even that level this year. It was just kind of a foregone conclusion that, yeah, nobody's really going to you know, have that type of, of rise. Is there anybody, if you had to make a case for anybody, was there one or kind of status quo? Yeah. You know, it's um, like they were so inconsistent. Uh, Brian and I talked on the podcast that Tyson Badgett, the quarterback from Shepard, probably have the strongest arm of the group, uh, which for a guy that's division two is pretty good. And I think helps him out. Um, I, I would say from watching like Max Duggan, the quarterback of TCU was in the national championship, had a really rough national championship against Georgia. And 
in a lot of the you know drills thrown to the receivers, it wasn't great. But when you got into those game situations, the eleven on elevens, he was sharp, made some really nice throws. I was like, okay, like I could see a team buying in early day three and saying, let's take a chance on uh, the, the heart, the grit, the athleticism. You have something there. Um, he's probably my pick, but I could probably go day by day and pick a different quarterback for like high and low, and that's usually not a, a, a great sign. Uh, Scott, I know you've had those years where you've, you know, it, it, where it's tough, like it's so inconsistent. It's tough to be like, oh, this guy was good. This guy wasn't, you know. And even I remember guys being inconsistent, but, you know, people still talk themselves in. I remember thinking Colin Kaepernick was inconsistent when I watched him down there. Um, EJ Manuel, that was another one that, that I remember being out at the senior bowl practices and everyone's raving about EJ Manuel. And I'm like, I must be watching the wrong reps or something. I must be having the wrong look at the wrong thing at the wrong time because I didn't see it. But, you know, if, in those cases, though, there's, you had the high level physical tools that you could overlook those inconsistencies. Right. And you talked about Max Duggan doesn't really have that level is who's the most physically talented like who's the who's the highest upside like everything goes well yeah and and look brian you can you feel free to pop it in the chat too if you ever have answers i can like i can yeah, sure i can relay brian make it you know, smart you know, brian we can hit that yeah 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 so scott will hit it i mean i think from a physical upside standpoint for the guys that practiced um i mean i'd probably say jaron hall the quarterback for byu and he, I mean, he may have been, he wasn't the worst, but he may, he was probably in the bottom tier in terms of those, the, the practice reps for me. But when you get a guy who, you know, is 211, that has uh, the ability to throw to the outside and kind of hit some of those accurate downfield throws, you know, I, I think he's, what we saw with Zach Wilson at BYU, right, that got him to kind of rise up. Like, Hall had those little sparks. Now, he was never able to put out these full outputs like Zach Wilson was, where you have his throw here and his throw there in the season. So I think from an upside perspective, hey, is there a guy, someone drafts the fifth, sixth round, you know, and Jaron Hall gets a start and we're like, whoa, you know, this this guy's not that bad. He, he could be a legitimate backup. Maybe a team can put him as a spot starter. He's probably the one. Whereas I think everyone, like, I think Jake Hayner, Clayton Toon, um, we're, we're better, um, but don't have that upside. How about Malik Cunningham? Any thoughts on him? Not, not good. <laughs> like, I, you look, I mean, the rushing ability is great, but you know, he, he came in under six feet tall. He's 188 pounds. His arms just weak. It was, it was rough. I mean, he was by far, by far the worst quarterback there. And which sucks, you know, because I like yeah. Billy Cunningham. Somebody, had a great it's got to be somebody, play. you know. <laughs> All right, <laughs> it's got to be someone. Yikes, you know. It's like it's like the old saying, like, what do they call the person who graduates last in medical school? Doctor. <laughs> still pretty good, <laughs> even if you're the worst quarterback in the senior bowl. You're still a pretty good player, usually. Yeah, I mean, you're still in the the top what point one percent of people on this planet playing football, especially playing quarterback. But and the reason I asked about him, I was intrigued just because he's got, you know, a long track record. He's been around a while. And I remember early in his career, I remember being a little intrigued by him. Yeah, and I, I think he strung together some of those, some of those early seasons look like he could be someone. Um, and, and I think we have a lot of guys in college football like that still. But it, I don't know. It seems like from this QB, uh, QB position that – sometimes with more time 
you know, things can kind of fall off a little bit too. Cause I think, we, I think you have to look at age, uh, you know, why, why is this group so bad? Is because everyone can go back to school. <laughs> if, if boys quarterbacks couldn't go back to school, this group of the senior bowl will be better. There'd be better quarterback. There are better quarterbacks out there that are going back for a sixth year, uh, seventh year in some cases. I think that's this my first opportunity people. to work in a Notre Dame reference and say like Sam Hartman <laughs> would have been there probably. Brian's <laughs> no, given the no, no, no on Sam Hartman. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I, I think I think there was uh, I think there was some some. No, he said no in radio. Brian says, "All right, there it yeah. is." Oh, and by the way, if you want interested in listening to the Senior Bowl on the radio, you can check out iHeart Radio app. At ninety six point one, the rocket. There you go, there you go. Look, Scott, Scott's Scott's getting right back in the old podcast mode here. <laughs> uh, A- ABC always be closing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, guys like Michael Penix from Washington, Bonix, Oregon. You know those guys. I think would have would have ultimately been there. Maybe you know KJ Jefferson from uh, from Arkansas. Who knows? So there's Kim. Thanks for listening. It was twenty minutes from Mobile. Enjoyed how much Scott likes the city. Look, it's awesome. The best best seafood I've had. I'll say that it's is it is. And, and you ready? You ready for this though? I, as much as I love Mobile, and I don't even like seafood or barbecue. I don't eat meat, and I still love Mobile that much. So yeah, <laughs> that, that's 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 impressive. <laughs> Brian's not happy about that. He he can't he can't trust it. What's that, Brian? Oh, Dreamland Barbecue in Mobile is the number one place to go. <laughs> uh, now Scott's just trolling right there. Yep. That's look. We we always went to the Brick Pit. That was a good time. I I I the the year that I duct taped the a jar of barbecue sauce to take home my luggage was definitely uh, definitely it was worth it though. It was definitely worth it. I think I got an old picture of us standing in front of the brick pit in that dirt parking lot. And <laughs> yeah. you know the food's good at places like that when it's like basically a falling down shack and it's still popular and people go there. Brick yeah, pit is closed. It's, it's, yeah, it's sad, sad that it closed down. Uh, you know, a lot of restaurants have gone through that, but that was definitely memories made in that that that, that building that, yeah, you, you know, if, if the building's crappy, but they're out there smoking everything, it's good. Brian says Dreamland's better anyways. Yeah, right, right, of course. Uh, <laughs> so, you want, do we want to make some uh, some game predictions is uh, what, what Brian put up on the screen. So, I assume that's the next step for us. Um, looks like Paul's not able to get in. StreamYard is giving him the ban hammer. So, I don't know what's going on with uh, with Paul. It's unfortunate. He, he got in last time. We had him on the podcast just a couple weeks ago. Can't be any different. I was gonna say, oh. can I like, can I like Facetime him and? <laughs> this will be. <laughs> Brian saying like he bans people on Twitter. The, the the sheer number of people that have DM me be like, wait, why is this guy you have? Why is why is Pixie and Paul be blocked? And I'm like, I don't think Pixie and Paul knows how to block anybody, so uh, he's just hitting a button <laughs> wrong on everyone that he sees. It's like all the fantasy people, um, but. Uh, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll get Paul on the phone. While Brian can't talk, it'll be, you know, it'll be, we'll be off the rails here in the first 15 minutes. Um, player we're lower on before the week, but now are higher on. Um, Ooh, I always like hearing these ones. 
Yeah, look, I mean, there, there, there's a bunch. I felt like this year, especially some of the guys I expected coming in to do well didn't do as well. Brian is going with Luke Musgrave, the tight end out of Oregon State, who I think is making a push after this week. You know, top 50, maybe even higher. Um, only played two games this season, Luke Musgrave did. But 6'5", 255, he hit over 20 miles an hour in practice. Uh, I think had the eighth fastest time of a play and he's 255 pounds this guy's like super athletic um and i think really dwarfed all of the other tight ends in terms of production so this is shaping up to be one of the best tight end classes that we've had in a long time potential of three first round picks in uh scott your boy michael mayer out of notre dame uh but also dalton kincaid out of utah and darnell washington out of uh georgia Maybe Luke Musgrave's putting himself in that tier um, as well after this week. For me, um, I, I got to say my number one is probably Keanu Benton, the defensive lineman from Wisconsin. You know, like watching him, he, he was very talented, but often was double teamed. It was hard to get a grasp of really how good he is. Teams obviously felt like he was, but, you know, it, it's hard to get that sense. And at the senior bowl, I mean, the, the leverage – for a guy that's six three and a half, he was getting under pads. He was getting grabbed. The the center from Michigan could not handle Benton all week. Um, absolutely dominant, getting inside pass rush moves, rip moves on the side. You know, getting low, driving with with his his lower body. Uh, I I think Benton's pushed himself self up in that top fifty range as well. So he's he was my most impressed. I I didn't expect to think much going in. It's interesting on Musgrave because the tight end class just being so much stronger this year than last year. It sounds like they're like the best, the top tight end in last year's draft would have been what four, five in this draft, I, maybe even lower. I lower, think, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think if we're Trey McBride for me probably would come in. Um, man, yeah, I, I would say he's definitely outside of the top four, and I probably would have him uh, maybe sixth. Maybe sixth in this class, which is crazy, crazy to think about. That really. I happens. wonder if there'll be like some pent up demand from teams. Like they maybe they would have wanted to address it last year, but they just didn't see what guy they liked. And now that there are some good options, are they gonna go hog wild and maybe even take them a little earlier because they're excited that they can finally get one? Yeah, I mean you know, we have Sam Laporta from Iowa as well, and I like Tucker Craft from South Dakota State. I, I think tight end is a position in demand. I think there's so many teams that absolutely you know, do not, um, do not have one. And, and some want, you know, you want 12 personnel, you, you want two sometimes. So that's interesting. So Paul's is McClendon Curtis, the in interior lineman out of Chattanooga. Brian, I talked about uh, yesterday on the podcast, but you know, we, well, we also have a small school guys, right? This, this is a big opportunity to see how they match up. And oftentimes they start off a little bit slow. I don't think McClendon Curtis started off, slow at all six six he came at 331 and i mean his base was his base and balance are so good uh no one was driving him you know, a lot of times you see those offensive linemen one in the pit on skates and getting pushed around and pushed back not you know not him he, he has the length he has the size and showed up from day one so kind of surprisingly to me um at that so uh, scott you, you you've seen a lot of small school guys down here um, just kind of generally, 
what what usually is that vibe like? Is that something you looked forward to? And you know, how, how's that kind of work? Yeah, that the small school guys are always one of the most intriguing storylines for me at the Senior Bowl week because you it was you were going to get questions answered, uh, and and sometimes it took a little bit while for them to catch their breath in the first practice. Even two, they might struggle a little bit, but then by the end of the week, usually they prove they belong to some degree. Every once in a while, there was an outlier who it was pretty obvious, like oof, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, he, sh- he shouldn't be here. Uh, the, the one that stands out most for me was uh, Nathan Brown. He was a quarterback out, of, I think it was Central Arkansas way back in the day. That might be one of the worst ones, but uh, but by and large, you know, the small school prospects do tend to acclimate themselves pretty well. And I think it was the last year I was down there, they were like the stars of the show. It was like I, can't, I wish I could remember all the names now. It was a class with Jeremy Chin, but there was like three or four of them that were just not only were they holding their own, but they were among the best players there. So um, it's nice to see that keep happening. So it was there. First of all, was there anybody that was exposed that you're like, Oh, there we go. Write him off. Um, yeah. You know, I, I don't think, I don't think there was too much, um, especially from the small school angle. Like I don't think there was anyone that didn't belong. And now we didn't get to see too much of Joey Fisher, the tackle from Shepard. He ended up breaking his knuckle, which is, Probably not a good injury. <laughs> I, can't, I can't feel good to break your knuckle. Um, so he, he was probably the one that I was interested in. Like, eh, it might, might be a little bit of a reach. But even, you know, even some late ads, they added uh, Marte Mapu, the safety from Sacramento State, talking yesterday. I mean, playing down at linebacker, uh, uh, playing extremely well, covering well, physical, tackling, showing some versatility. I always like that, too, when some of those late ad guys – come in and like you're like whoa you know they they can step right in and be able to do that especially when you combine the small school with that so i think it's actually it wasn't a year that i think the small school players were like wow you know last year christian watson's like man he's the best receiver on the field um i don't think we had it you know andre you see this from uh princeton didn't didn't cut hit that height uh but ultimately i don't think anyone didn't belong so so, yeah, and, and as Brian mentioned, McClendon Curtis, the Chattanooga lineman, can also play tackle. Um, but he, he definitely has the long arms for it. So I think teams will, will like him a lot. All right, next topic, player higher on before the week, but now lower. All right, Brian? Brian's going with oh. Tyler Lacey, the defensive lineman from Oklahoma State. Then I, I, and so I agree with, with Lacey, and then we'll, we'll get to Brian's other pick here, and uh, let 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 let's. I was just ignoring the other one. <laughs> I know, which we can, we can never say it. No one will ever know. Um, but yeah, Tyler Ty Lacey is a good one because he was he had a great college season, was in the backfield consistently, but came in, you know, interior lineman, six four, two eighty five, pretty stubby. Um, you know, he is, he's a player that got pushed, I'm pushed around. He couldn't get penetration in the pit. He couldn't, even in the 11 on 11s, I mean, usually I was checking, checking the lineman that was going up against him, like for the good rep, right? And that's usually like, oh, you know, that's a problem. Um, Brian also, also attacking your boy, Scott, Isaiah Foskey, the edge rusher from Notre Dame, potential first round pick. What do you think about that? So, yeah, I mean, I, I was looking at the weigh-in, and it, I was impressed by, you know, he, it seems like he weighed in pretty well, I mean, in terms of length and stuff. And and I, I understand he's not the most explosive guy, but I guess I'm, I'm curious, you know, what uh, why he didn't look good. Yeah, I, I, and I don't, I don't wholly agree. Like, I, I think 
I think the expectations were high, right? You're, you know, yeah. here's a potential first rounder, and he came in and, and definitely did not excite. There was nothing that he did. I was like, oh man, you know, this guy looks the part, which I think is Isaiah Foskey in a nutshell. Like he's not going to come in to the combine to be the most athletic. Uh, you know, he's not going to wow in that sense. But when you have the double digit sack output for multiple years, like he did at Notre Dame, usually get drafted the first round that that's, that's kind of an easy give. So I do think he's on the border. I, you know, I have a seven round mock coming out Monday. I was starting to plot out and, you know, he's definitely one of those that I'm on the fence. Like, is he going to fit in the first round to a team? And if he doesn't, I, I'm fine dropping him to the second. I don't think I'm missing anything. And that's, um, you know, it's a question. And I mean, honestly, I mean, I've, uh, I'm no Notre Dame fan. I've watched every game of his career. And I mean, I wouldn't be irate if he wasn't a first round pick. I think he's a top 50 guy, right? He's on the fringe, you know, and, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with being the 40th pick instead of the 25th. But um, and just to, just to hold it down for a Notre Dame guy, uh, you know, because he was high profile going in the week, every matchup, that offensive lineman, that was their moment to shine, right? He had a target on his back too, that you know, this is the rep everybody's going to watch. So this is where I make a name for myself against him. So I'm sure that played a part in as well. But but like you said, he's just not like the twitchy athlete who's going to be blowing people up in these individual drills. That's that's just not the player he is. So Paul is going with Jalen Duncan, the offensive tackle out of Maryland. I would concur with this. He was definitely on my short list to, to use for this segment. Um, the, the weigh-in was not kind. He was below 300 pounds. Um, for an offensive tackle, you know, the arm length 33 and a half was decent, but not, you know, nothing mind blowing. This is the guy that was getting some first round buzz mid season and then kind of fell off. And that late season was pretty poor. Was he, he was playing like a mid rounder. And so you're trying to balance those two things out. This is a big opportunity to say, Oh, you know, the, the late stuff, late season stuff, maybe just hurt. Didn't matter. Um, he, he did not play well consistently this week. Some good reps here and there. Definitely has the feet. You can see some of the athletic ability that he has. But um, strength-wise, I mean, he, he just did not have a great base. And got, you could really throw him off balance. I mean, you saw guys kind of – and I felt like they were kind of learning. Like you rip past him, you kind of move him, and he starts getting off balance, and I can get right past him, right? And that, that to me is always a, a risky sign, especially when you can't correct that the next day or the day after. Um, so, you know, I think Duncan now – talking round two, round three could be one of those players that people keep kind of mocking relatively high. And then, you know, in draft day, we're sitting there round four and he's still there. Um, feels like one of those type of players. Uh, Brian also tossed into Marvin Overshawn, the linebacker out of Texas. Um, I, you know, I agree with that kind of an interesting, kind of an interesting build for him at, you know, six two two twenty. 220. Um, you know, a long athlete, but I didn't think he did anything, especially in like coverage. Didn't look that great. Um, the closing speed wasn't there. A, a lot of things that I, I felt like I saw on film weren't there. And I think at the, at the senior bowl, we'll just kind of general comment too is, you know, it, it's not the be all end all, right? You know, we know that as draft fire, this isn't like the top thing to evaluate a player. And so when I, when there's a disconnect between, how I evaluated you in the season, what my notes say there, what my notes say for the senior bowl film. It's like, um, I gotta, I, mean, I gotta go back and watch again. Was I wrong? Was it a bad week? Right. That's definitely happened before too. Ooh, the biggest question of all number of senior 
number of players from the Senior Bowl taken in the first round. What what See, what was the old Scott Wright role? Now we would always have this discussion every year. What, yeah, what double digits. Role? It used to be once upon a time. It was always double <laughs> digits you could rely upon. Times have changed a little bit. Yeah, I, I think times have changed now that you know the Shrines had a couple players who um, have a shot. Uh, maybe one that has a shot at the first round, but still, that you know, that's usually doesn't happen too much. <laughs> um, and then you know, so many guys, once again, go back to school for a sixth year that maybe would have been, you know, if, if Jared Verse had come out and been at the senior bowl, right? Okay, there, there's a first round pick that you lost, you're bumping to next year, hopefully. Um, so I think it'll come back at some yeah, point. Tonight. It always does, exactly. And, and especially, you know, one thing that's going to be a benefit to the senior bowl in two or three years. The number of underclassmen declaring is dropping because of the extra years, but I think even more so because of NIL, a lot of these players, you know, aren't coming out. And so that might be helpful too. Uh, Paul has six. Brian, do you, you have your I, – I know what mine is. You know, I, I can give it. Brian's going four. Oh, yeah, and he's Steve. naming them. He's, he's naming them too. Wow. Um Stevenson, McDonald, Torrance, and Keon White are the four. I'm waiting to go last because ever the optimist, I want to go with the highest number. So I'm just kind of waiting to see. Well, I, yeah, yeah, I, I'm, I'm. I had my number coming in. I promise. So I'm going to split the difference here and go with five um, in the first round. So I'll, I'll go between between four and then Give Scott's going to go seven right up there. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think. Um, I think it's just tough because I, I don't know if we have – if we are going to necessarily have a – we're not going to have an offensive skill player. I, you know, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, offensive it all comes line, down to the back end of the first round, right? Yeah. You know, that, that's what's going to happen. It's going to be – how that last 10 picks of the first round goes determines it. It could go either way a lot of times. I, th- I think you, you like you, – yeah, you do have the edge rushers that are good. And as Brian says, there's only 31 picks in the first round this year, so we're missing one. That's right. That, oh, good call. That, the Dolphins forfeiting their pick for trying to get Sean Payton and Tom Brady and now have neither Sean Payton or Tom Brady. So um, I guess that's something. Um, yeah, there you go. So definitely much lo- less than 10. We're, we're all going much lower than the double-digit number anymore. And you know what? I think there's a chance that all of us are high. Like, it could be that bad. Um, we'll see what happens. Surprisingly, for the senior bowl in round one. Um, oh, that's a, good, that's a good question for a surprise. I mean, I know there's been a couple guys with buzz. But, Brian, I think you had even had some names on your list that were – I was like, oh, you know, that's interesting. So Brian's going with Matthew Berger on the offensive tackle out of Syracuse, who I had a kind of a, a little bit of a rough first day, but really came in after that and was really good. Had a great season, a great run blocker, 6'5", 323, blocked the way for Sean Tucker there at Syracuse, you know, to kind of spring that. But he has the length to pass block. And they, they were starting to, you know, Syracuse's offense this year was weird. It was a lot of read option, uh, RPO, let the quarterback run. And so I think Bergeron showed some versatility throughout his career. I, I think I don't think it's a bad pick um, because, yeah, Brian's saying offensive tackles are at a premium this year. A lot of teams need them, don't have them. Um, so that that's the case. Uh, yeah, Scott, you, you go next. I, I think either one of those would be 
be a good yeah team. and and i i was thinking offensive line right away i just think that's we've seen so many examples of offensive linemen sneaking into the back end of the first round from the senior bowl i think back i, I think was logan mankins down there uh who was the guy the patriots took to uh isaiah win he was at yeah. the senior bowl and nobody expected yeah. him to be a first round pick so Cole strange like, last year Cole Patriots strange, keep doing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm counting on the Patriots, I guess. But uh, I'm going to go with either Jared Patterson or uh, Schmitz, the center from Minnesota. You know, two guys who played a lot of football. Uh, it's uh, not a position you always see in the first round, but I think those guys, it would be a little bit of a surprise. But uh, so I, I'm going to go with, you know what, I, I couldn't go wrong either way. I can either go with my fellow Minnesotan or a Golden Domer. So I, I, can't, I can't pick. I'm just going to go 1A and 1B. That's fine. You can you can hit b- both of them. Paul's going with, uh, with with a South Carolina guy and Darius Rush, the corner out of Brian's Gamecocks, who had a great week, back to back interceptions on one on ones. He was getting picks, uh, which is never happened, especially for a guy that's almost six two, uh, corner out there to do. So that's uh, man, that, that's a big one. You guys, I was thinking John Michael Schmitz was probably was on my list for sure. Um, because I, th- I think that is a good one, and I, I don't I don't see another offensive lineman that uh, I think would be a surprise. Because I think a lot of these tackles, guys like Dewan Jones and Cody Mock, are kind of expected. Um, Pass rusher is the other one, probably right. That would probably you know, it's yeah. like, if there's surprises like that, people are going to reach for something. It's usually in the trenches or pass rusher. Just have a deep deep group. So you know what I, I'm going to go. I was, I was considering a corner. I'm going to go offensive lineman. I'm going to go Darnell Wright. The offensive tackle out of Tennessee, who I think had a great week down there, 6'5", 342. He's not quite have the length of Dewan Jones, but he has some of that size to him and, you know, protected for a big-time passing game at Tennessee this year. Um, once again, you know, if offensive tackles in demand, any, I think any one of these guys could be a first-round pick, and maybe we end up with a couple of them. So that's good. Uh, over under 104 and a half Senior bowlers drafted in total. Brian is going with the under. Oh, ouch. Um, Negative Nelly today. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, but <laughs> a senior bowl, senior bowl really hurting that much. Um, I'll think, I think the it's, over. Yeah, you get, yeah. I believe in Nagy. So I, I think there is certain positions this year that are so strong that some of the lower bowl games are going to get guys drafted. And, like, that's kind of my issue because I think, like, pass rusher, you know, edge rusher, some of the offensive linemen um, are so strong that we're going to see the shrine. We're going to see NFLPA and Hula Bowl guys getting drafted because it's such a strong group. Then I think you have some weaker classes that, you know, off-ball linebacker, um, quarterback like we've talked about, and maybe the safety position where it might creep in or some of these senior bowl guys might not get drafted. Paul's, Paul's going under. Brian says 106 drafted the last two years. I'm going to go with the over. I think on my mock, I'm, I'm over. I was trying to kind of stall and count what what uh, what I've been doing. So I'll go with the over. You know, I think especially because they you get a guy like Hendon Hooker, you could get a couple people that get to count that maybe shouldn't count. Uh, it started doing that. Paul's going Paul's go 99 picked. That is well under the 104 and a half mark. I, I, there's just not enough underclassmen. Um, so, so that's it. Paul being a pessimist? I don't believe it. 
<laughs> that's the old, the old curmudgeon way. We can talk about him. He can't talk back. Uh, I, th- I think that's where the rule, you, my, my rule of 10 senior bowls came from. Because back in the day, you know, we'd get there right before the, the week started and they'd release the roster. And we're all excited to see all these players. And then one by one, oh, these two are gone. These three are gone. And the sky is falling. And I'd just be like, just relax. There's plenty of good players. You're still, it's going to be great, you know. But, uh, <laughs> you that's know. funny. So, Scott, you, you mentioned in the chat you want to talk Andre Carter, the edge rusher from Army. I, I didn't get to mention that would that would have been the player that I am much lower on, you know, now that's kind of disappointed me this week. Um because he was touted as a first round pick, came in 252 pounds, struggled in the week. Um what do you think? I think it's an interesting strength strength issues, Ryan. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, he just doesn't yeah. have the strength. Yeah, yeah, he, he he was getting pushed around pretty good in those practices. Um, so you know, I was wondering, is it an issue of preparation? Because we had a portion of this off season where it looked like he might not even be able to play in the NFL um, because of a congressional law that was being passed. They grandfathered him in, and now you're you know now you're going to the draft, and I think things were changing pretty rapidly. Um, you know. So I, I still I still believe the talent is there to do what he's done, but uh, it, it was not a great showing for a player that had some questions. Well, and one thing too, you know, a lot of times at the Senior Bowl, we see players kind of reshape their bodies for what they think the NFL wants them to be. So I wonder if he tried to was he slimming down trying to show, hey, I'm an explosive edge rusher and I'm this, and you know maybe he's not that. Maybe if he puts on some more weight, he gets some more strength, and maybe he's more of a a base end than an edge pass rusher um, oh, struggled more in the run game. So, so what is his role? What, I mean, what do you see right now? Both of you guys, I'd be curious, you know, if, if, where do you see him playing in the NFL? What's his best fit? If you could place him at the team, say, I want him to play this position. That's going to give him the best chance. What well, is I, to me, I, I would want him, uh, you know, I'll use the Steelers as an example. Like I would want him as uh, almost a three, four pass rush backer, right? I, you know, I want to give him the opportunity to have some space, to utilize that, um, you know, that explosiveness of Branson, like, like uh, Alex Highsmith, you know, is, is doing for the Steelers, where you have it, you can bulk up a little bit, get a little bit of that strength back, but you still have the versatility to be able to set the edge. Like, I just, I just don't think engaging for him is the best course of action. So, Brian said, an attacking edge, I think, you know, similar thoughts. Um, you know, maybe systems a little bit different, but I, I, I really do want him to stand up. I think, I think if you put him in traditional four, three left end, it's just going to be disappointing to um, he's not going to be able to disengage blockers like that. And it's, you know, for a guy that tall too, to play linebacker, you almost have to protect him a little bit too. Um, and the way you scheme and stuff, you can't just be, uh, you know, you, any three, four outside linebacker. I think even this guy, even almost be a little bit more specialized than that, how you, you game plan around him and use him. And I think that's the problem is like, nothing feels good. <laughs> like, like nothing feels good because yeah, you're right. And I think a lot of those type of three, four schemes are going away. You know, teams are using so many multiple formation. You have to be able to do multiple things. Um, and so we see guys get miscast. I think Hassan Reddick, a great example, right? Bop, you know, Arizona kind of flamed out, bopped around Carolina and then, now with the Eagles, they actually put him in position to do the best he can and probably should have been a defensive player of the year candidate. So I think Andre Carter might be that way. 
I think to draft him, you don't know where he's going to work and it's going to take some time and you might not have the scheme and maybe he becomes a late bloomer. You know, I think it could happen. Uh, next question over under 38 and a half senior boards in the top 100. Oh, Brian's going over on that one. Look, Brian, right. Brian with some optimism there. The All right. Board. I, I, I think I'm going over as well. I, I do think the high end of the roster is, is good. Um, I feel pretty good about this. I, I think we could have not half, but close to half be, be senior bowl players uh, in that top 100 mix. It's like some less underclassmen. I think day two is going to be a lot of seniors. That bodes well. Looks like Paul goes with the under, but he thinks it's going to be close. And I'm going to go with the over. Of course, but uh, if it if it which way it goes, is there a position like oh whichever way it goes, it's gonna be this position that decides it. You know, they have, this position's got three four players that are kind of on that fringe. Is there a position that kind of stands out in that regard? I think it's running back. I think if we get a run on running backs in that round three, Tajay Spears, Kenny McIntosh, Roshan Johnson, I think you're gonna you can have three or four of these running backs. The senior will go, um, you know go there but if teams hold off like they have been in the past then I, I do think that ends up hurting brian says offensive line defensive back and running back so similar we haven't really you know. talked about dbs I, i'd be curious to talk a little bit about dbs who stood out there because you know that's a position that traditionally guys get a great chance to impress you know they have those high profile one-on-one -on -one matchups where they can show that that separation speed to run down field guys uh closing speed etc so footwork so who stood out in the defensive backfield this year? Yeah, I, I think it's been a strong, a strong DB group as a whole. Like from some safeties. There you go. There we go. Paul, Paul made it. You're gonna have to shut off your audio, Paul. Guys get a great chance to impress. You know they have those high profile. So uh, we're gonna have to mute Paul till he mutes his stream of our. <laughs> Of our thing. Well, I mean, uh, well, give, give us a thumbs up, Paul, when you're good. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's a safety like Chris Smith from Georgia, who's small, but showed he could cover. Uh, some of the bigger corners actually did well. We talked Darius Rush from South Carolina. Um, it, it is, you know, he had a good Julius Brents from Kansas State, uh, who Brian just mentioned in the chat room. Uh, those guys are good. Kyle Blue Kelly from Stanford. Like, I think there's boom, boom, guys that can hit that top 100 pretty, <laughs> pretty, pretty well. So, Riley, yeah, Riley Moss, Brian mentions, like, I, I, I could just keep a list of names. But, you know, Tyreek Stevenson, Brian mentions a potential first-round pick from Miami. You know, that's uh, – I, I just think there's a, a big number of DBs. Jamie Robinson, uh, Jamie Robinson from Florida State. With so, all those great DBs, who was the best wide receiver then? Who, uh, who made some hay against those DBs? So, and, and you know, Scott, I, I want you to talk about this a little bit, too. Um, because uh, especially me being in the fantasy community, right. When they watch these receivers and one-on-ones, it's like anyone that wins, you know, but these, the small fast guys are dominating tank Dell, uh, from Houston is dominating at 163 pounds at five, eight, um, you know, Trey Tucker from Cincinnati, five, eight, 187. Like, I think some of these small fast guys, have been getting touted down there. I remember Marquise Goodwin down there. Penny Hart. Everyone. Penny Hart, right? So like, is that something that happens at the senior board when you're watching these one-on-ones, like these smaller, fast guys? Maybe 
maybe aren't the most NFL talented players always look good? One of those situations where their skill set happens to be uniquely perfect for those one-on-one matchups where, I mean, that's a tough task for a defensive back, not to mention all the high-profile situation at the Senior Bowl where you know everybody's watching everything you do and your livelihood and a lot of money is on the line. So that's a tough position for those DBs. And then when you have these little guys who are, like you said, small that they can't get their hands on and so quick and then fast on top of it, it's it's a tough ask and they do tend to – to, to stand out over the years. And the other thing I've always took away from wide receiver at the senior bowl is you can see the guys who don't have the separation too. Um, you can really tell. And, and, and sometimes there's, there's cases where guys have long speed where it doesn't look like they're moving fast, but they're covering up a lot of ground. And I think Vincent Jackson was a guy that was like that, but, but by and large, like if a guy doesn't have that pure speed, it's going to get exposed at the senior bowl because after all I just said about those DBs, they're still talented guys. Every DB at the senior bowl is going to be good. So it, it, and pretty much every DB there has NFL caliber speed. So if you go up against a receiver that doesn't, it becomes pretty obvious and vice versa. Paul, we got you, bud. How's it going, man? Uh, Pigskin Paul, GBN report. Fashionably late as always. Senior bowl legend himself has made it. Can you hear us, Paul? Am I coming through? You hear you. Okay, I'm sorry. What was the question? <laughs> no, no I, well, I'm just interested in you. Go. How's it? How's it going? How's how's life? Life has been tough this week. Yeah. After 25 years, and I can't get over there this year. I, I'm not in a. I'm not in a good mood, even though I got my bottle of grape with me. Yes, there we go. And I got my draft countdown shirt on. <laughs> and I won't even tell you what I'm wearing for underwear. Uh, um, keep it a family show. That's for right? the After Hours podcast. Yeah, <laughs> I, I take it. I'm catching up here. Brian, obviously, you were struggling last night with your voice. So I figured immediately what the problem was. Good luck, buddy. <laughs> hey, I tell you what, he's pretty good. He's getting his thoughts across. He's probably doing better than I would. Put it hey. put in the chat. He's got the marker, the Sharpie out. Yeah. You know? Brian, have you tried warm tea with honey in it? Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's it I then. Bet, I can't help you. I bet Veets has something that might help soothe that throat ears. That's, oh, there you go. That's true. Yeah. Put put that in the tea with the honey. Put a little whiskey and you'll be you'll be feeling good. Um yeah. but yeah, uh Paul, Paul, receivers that stood out to you, uh Scott was asking about. Um Okay, receivers. Let me grab my walking list. I there were some guys that disappointed. To be honest, I heard something about a guy named Tank. I was reading uh, Brian's practice yeah. reports. And Tank Dell, that's the hundred and sixty-three pounder there. Well, I I have to confess that one's a that one's a tough one because I got a soft spot in my heart because my grand dog Tank. <laughs> you know, I have an affi- affiliation for that name. Um, actually, I was pleasantly surprised because I figured it was going to be a dud. I had been playing up Trey Palmer from Nebraska prior to this, looking at some film, reading a few things, seeing that he was expected to be one of the fastest 40 times at the Combine. And he showed out pretty well. His weigh-in was good. And I happened to notice that 
at 21.15 miles per hour, he was the third fastest timing this week. Uh, which, by the way, Rush was the fastest, which is why I had him as the surprise round one guy. Um, Tank Dell, absolutely. Actually, receivers, can I count tight end? Because I think Musgrave really hit it out of the ballpark. For oh, guy sorry to put butt in, Paul, but we have breaking news from Brian. Jared oh. Hall and Dontavian Wicks are out of the game tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, I think we might even hear some more. Yeah, yeah. Wick, Wicks was a receiver that impressed, too. I mean, I liked him. I liked Michael Wilson from Stanford. It's going to be on my stock-up list. He was probably the most surprising that to was, me. That was a surprise. Yeah. yeah. He, he really did. He really did well. He Sorry to interrupt, Paul. Continue. No, no, that's okay. Um, I think if we can call Musgrave a receiver as well as a blocking inline tight end, he was impressive for a guy who only played two games at the beginning of the season. This was his first time out on the field in pads since September. And, you know, he comes in and he's 255. And then you look, he's got the hand size. Um, from what I saw of him catching the ball uh, as a receiver, and he's better as a blocker, but as a receiver, he reminded me of Greg Dulcich last year smooth um and if he comes in under four six forty at the combine good night he's he's a first rounder for sure in fact he might be he was the eighth fastest guy clocked this week at 255 pounds that so for a guy that i had no real expectations for to me that was a home run all week long. No, no, it's been good. So let's uh, let's hit the next question. Offensive rookie of the year. You can only pick senior bowl players, though. So we, we got to look at these predictions from last year, too, and see who, which of us is close to someone that was on the No accountability. Yeah, no accountability, right? Um, but Brian, Brian did look at them last year. He does keep the numbers. After yes, the senior bowl. Us. But, I mean, the offensive rookie of the year, you know, that's a year later. But uh, – uh, you ready? Can I go yeah. first? Yeah, yeah, Because I'll go steal for it. it from some of you. Ty J. Spears. He's yeah. going to continue what he did at Tulane, what he's done at the Senior Bowl, unless he gets hurt. Man, he is the real deal. Yeah, I mean, he, he looks good. I think he's probably gotten the biggest buzz bump this, you know, this week. Um in a lot of circles coming in 204 helped and then there you go that too keep keeping keeping that that athletic speed so that's a nice like that's a nice pick and um, he gets as well so you know he might run for a thousand yards hey, there you go see brian had him too of course we know what that's from so i beat you to it brian you don't look like a homer Spears. <laughs> <laughs> but he's also a great receiver so you combine i could easily see him 1500 yards scrimmage next season. No, I, I, I think that's a possibility. I think similar to Rashad White, who who one of us picked last year as offensive rookie of the year that got close, though. I, I yeah, that was that right. was Brian. I, that. I, think, I think Paul got the closest last year going Christian Watson, uh, maybe just over Kenny Pickett, uh, that I think Scott had. So he just um, started too slow, that's all. 
Yeah, just too 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 banged up. And it went to your Packers. You just knew it was coming. Um, <laughs> so Brian goes Kenny McIntosh, the running back out of Georgia. You know, good receiver. Took some big hits this week, but I think mm. had a, a, a decent week and has you know has had a good career. I think it's a good bet to go with these running backs. Uh, all That's what I was going to do too. I was I, I, Roshan Johnson got hurt, right? But because he's yeah, he can tell. Look, he's there. Yeah, he's there. I'm taking him. Um, yeah, I mean, running backs are the best bet, right? And obviously, it just depends on what situation they go into, right? If they go yeah. to a team that <laughs> they get a shot, they can be rookie of the year. If they go to a team where they're going to be the backup, so draft day will determine this one, I think. Right. Yeah, but I don't um, think I don't think realistically the rookie of the year is going to come from this game, though. Are you going to no. go all wide, all running backs, Shane? Or are you going to go for a wide receiver, quarterback? Like it it, it depends on who, like we just said, it depends on who gets who. You know, if Buffalo finally wakes up and says, we need a big full-size running back not named Josh Allen, then Bijan Robinson goes to the Bills and he, you know, he's 1,500 yards for the season. Yeah. yeah, I mean, look, yeah, it's probably not coming from this game, right? But, you know, we'll see who can kind of get closest. I am not going to go running back. You guys have not left me with fun choices, ultimately. Um, <laughs> That's why I was trying to get in there before. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go with the guy, honestly, <clears throat> that disappointed a bit this week. But uh, I think it's going to be the highest drafted receiver. That's Rasheed Rice, the wide receiver out of SMU. Yeah. I, I'm a fan of his. Um, I don't think the Senior Bowl is the best showcase for his talents because uh, he's not a big separation receiver and drops some passes. It's like all the things that stand out badly at the Senior Bowl. But, uh, you know, he makes those contested catches. I think if he plays in the game tomorrow, he's going to have a pretty good game. I'll, I'll take Rice and maybe the uh, the underdog of the group. Uh, so let's let's head to the defense, defensive side. Uh, Brian's going Dayon Henley, the linebacker out of Washington State. He's that's my guy. Stiping, stiping that first pick from Paul there, uh, taking Dayon Henley, the the tackle machine, who's had a really good, really good week. So, Paul or Scott, you have. Uh, um, I mean, I'm going to go with Isaiah Foskey. I mean. You know, Notre Dame's all-time leading sacker. Uh, he can uh, do half of season what he does in the NFL is what he did in college. I think he'll be in that discussion. So I'll go with Isaiah Foskey. Yeah, yeah. I, look, you got you got to go with the Golden Domer when you have this chance. That's so. right. That's right. That's it. I'm a team you know, player. I'm, I'm tempted. I'm trying to look to see who's 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 the best edge rusher. You know, I mean, that's the hot defensive position in the NFL right now. But, um, okay, I'll go a little bit wild, but I, I really have been impressed, and I'm not even going to try to pronounce his name tonight. Ade Ade from Northwestern. Um, That's has certainly been interesting this week. What, what have you liked? I, I've, I've liked um, I liked his versatility. They keep talking about not he isn't just an edge rusher. He sets the edge well because – when you look at his, when you look at his weight vis-a-vis his height, if he was six foot four or so, he'd weigh three twenty. Um, he he doesn't even have to bend to get around the edge on the pass rush. He's so short, relatively. Again, not quite six two. Um, and I I think if he gets in the right scheme 
and gets a chance to show his stuff in the training camp, he's somebody that will have the versatility. I, I hate to throw this name out, but okay, I'm going to do it. With a little bit of luck, Aaron Donald type, type player. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that. I, I thought you go big. I don't know if you go yeah. that big. <laughs> no expectations. Yeah. Well, you, gotta, you know, you got to remember. I remember Aaron Donald. He came to the Senior Bowl. I remember watching games of Pittsburgh. He was not projected. You know, the question was, was he going to be a first-round pick because he was too right. short? Yeah, he was too short, you know? And good Lord, look what happened. You know, yeah. Got- a, a buddy of mine played on Pitt's football team in his senior year. He got benched for Aaron Donald as a true freshman. So, um, I, you know, I, I guess it worked out. Everyone was – bitching about Todd Graham and uh yeah I guess he did that one right uh ultimately but now I, I remember that that Aaron Donald senior ball I was down there and trying to argue for him the whole time yeah. so I mean he was yeah. a good player but you didn't see this coming no yeah. I, I I'm gonna go Keon White the edge rusher out of Georgia Tech I think uh you know at six six five two eighty the the long arms he has I don't think he's had the best week uh, you know he hasn't really impressed right. me in terms of the pass rush, but you see the explosive first step. You see the physical tools there. And, and to me, for an edge rusher, that's going to probably go top 50. Yeah, I'll, I'll take my shot with, with a, you know, a uh, athletic edge rusher in the top 50. It's a good bet. So uh, do you want to hit your question, Scott? I think it's a good one. Player from last year's game surprised you the most as an NFL rookie. Yeah, uh, and good or bad, maybe. Maybe there's a player uh, you love that disappointed or vice versa. Yeah, it was the biggest surprise. Oh, boy. After the season, now that we've got a, a full season in the books. Sure. And now that I'm studying this year's draftees, I got news for you. <laughs> My head is not last season right now. Oh, I mean, it, I, I think it's I think it's it's easy for me. Um, and, and it's Tariq Woolen because I, I think – Everyone saw his, you know, a very polarizing prospect, right? Leading up to the draft. Right. right. You know, the, the, the corner who now plays for the Seahawks. I mean, yeah. UTSA, he was big. He's, he's athletic, but not really polished. And then to come in and start, essentially start for them almost all year and have a, a Pro Bowl year is ridiculous um, for a player drafting on day three. So uh, that that's definitely one. I think there are a couple corners that could have, you know, could have fit the bill. For me, is oh, better than I thought they would be this this immediately. Let's see if uh... you know. This, well, what the heck? Scott's picking Notre Dame guys and stuff. I'll say it out loud for all the laughter I heard, and Belichick's going senile. Cole Strang came in, won the starting job at guard in training camp. Played the entire season, all rookie team in my in my book, without a doubt. And people just thought that was the biggest wasted draft pick of, of the entire draft back in July. Um, and I, you know, he might have been the second best offensive lineman that the Patriots had last year. Let's go, Brian. Going with two first rounders that disappointed Trevor Penning, the offensive tackle from Northern Iowa, plays for the Saints, not not playing as well. That yeah, I, I agree with that. It's definitely a surprise. Then Jermaine Johnson, the edge rusher from Florida State, that went to the Jets. Um, 
yeah, another guy I thought would make a little more of an immediate impact and have that opportunity because he was a little bit older, but uh, didn't quite get in that rotation and quite take hold. Had some injuries, so I, I think those are two good. To hope when hope I'm doing Brian's answers justice. Um, I'm like I'm you know I'm like oh, I don't know. So, um, yeah, G10 right. asked asking yeah, about uh, Jaden Reed, the wide receiver from Michigan State. And where he could go in the draft, definitely one of the better receivers at the Senior Bowl this this uh, this week. Paul, any thoughts, Jaden Reed, on where we think he'll go? You know, I don't dislike him, but nothing sticks out to me. He's got some speed, and he's a good return man. So, you know, that's going to play into this and give some versatility. But, yeah, I'm with Brian. Second, uh, Third day pick, probably fourth round. And that versatility – as the return specialist will be the deciding factor. You know, it, we've all been brainwashed down here, Scott, hanging around Jim Nagy because he's so big on special teams, guys, special teams. And you watch the roster, you watch the game. He's right. You know, there's no yeah. doubt about it. Not not usually day one or even day two, but by the time you get to that third day of the draft, you see guys coming. I all right, I'll speak for me. I see some of these mighty might wide receivers coming off the board, and my first response is, Well, who are you could Tyler Scott? You know, are you kidding me? And then it's like, wait a minute. You know, these guys could could bust it wide open in the return game. Um, and I remember one of Nagy's first years running the senior bowl. That was one of the big lessons he learned because he got burnt by bringing in a lot of receivers that he thought were going to be late round picks. And they wound up going undrafted because they couldn't play special teams. So exactly. after that point, he adjusted and said, I I'm not going to bring in these guys. If you're going to be a day three pick a wide receiver. You're going to have to play special teams or you're probably not going to be able to make a roster. Yep. You can be, you can, you can have to worry about that. If you're going to be a first, second, even third round pick, but day three, Better yep. be ready to play special teams. Yep. And look, we we saw it. We saw it last year. Um, you know, Dallas Jones going day two, and like you know, some of these senior bowl receivers. So I think Jane Reed could get into round three. I think it's very possible. He's kind of surprised round three pick. Um, but I, I man, it's, it's a lot of talent. I think day two of this draft. I think I, I'm kind of with Paul and Brian. I think round four is probably where he sits settles into. Okay. All right. One guarantee to happen during the senior bowl game. Uh, you know, we, we, last year we went with some, some hot takes. Um, and <laughs> Brian's going Homer Darius rush, the corner from South Carolina gets an interception. So the South Carolina, uh, stud. And if it's anything like the shrine bowl last night, there's going to be a lot of interceptions. Uh, so, <laughs> so. my prediction is there will be more interceptions in the game than touchdown passes. That's wow. That's fair. The, the quarterbacks were this bad, Paul. Is that what you're, you're telling us? Not, not exciting. Not exciting. Oh, man. Um, I might go with my guy, Malik Cunningham, that he's going to score a touchdown, either throw or run in a touchdown. He's going to score. That could be. Yeah, he's gonna get that ball in the end zone one way or another. That's 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 a good one. That's a good one. Um, 
Man, I'm not gonna go with anyone catching a touchdown. I can't. I can't like <laughs> like oh, I was for some catch one. Um, you know what? I'm you gonna, have confidence I'm... in the catching. It's the other half of the equation. You're not so confident. Right. Right. Yeah. Is the ball is the ball gonna get there? Uh, ultimately, um, I'm gonna go. You know, you know, I'm gonna go with uh, Evan Hall. I think Evan Hall is gonna have a uh, touchdown and you know a couple dozen rushing yards in the game. Okay, he's a good solid player. Yeah, I, I think the interior line is going to be – play is going to be so good, some of these bigger backs are going to do well. Yeah, could be. It. I will be curious to see if – and I don't think we're going to, but when you look at the defensive players that are on this roster, so many of them, their top skill is edge rushing. Okay, even – whether they're linebackers or defensive ends, and – I think back to last year, and that game was a sack fest. If you think back on it, Winf- Perry and Winfrey from Oklahoma had a career day, but he, did, he didn't even lead the game in sacks. I forgot who did, one of the other players. But it's like in the second half, there were like seven sacks. And I just wonder, you know, with the Will McDonald's of the world and the Andre Carter's and I wonder if we could be in for another, you know, so maybe a, a, a good bet, a good side bet, prop bet in Vegas would be, will there be more sacks in this year's senior bowl game than there were last year, even though last year was a record? Yeah, I, I think I think O-line play is going to be better this year. I don't think it's going to be out of okay. this world. But um, I do like, and I will see if they all play, right? <laughs> like that, that's the question. Some of, you know, I don't know, John Michael Schmitz might be like, yeah, you know what? I, I'm, I'm not playing. But I think, you know, some of those interior linemen going to be a little bit better than last year. Um, but you could be right. And the tackles, the outside, it could be a little problematic. That's the weakness. Yeah, that's the weakness. In fact, to me, that's the weakness in the draft is the offensive tackle group. Man, there's still so many questions to be answered about those guys. Is is Jones going to play tomorrow, or is he out, Brian? Okay, so hey, I, I was watching him. Dewan Jones, the office tackle from Ohio State, yeah. Yeah, and he was over on – he was in the huddle with the coaching staff watching the drills, and he spent half the time drinking his neck and shaking his head. Didn't look like I don't know what his problem is, whether it's not a concussion, but somebody better check out his neck and his cranium when they get him back to Ohio State. Um, 375, I think that's even uh, top Terrence Cody, right? I remember being at the senior bowl before that one. We yes. were all like taking bets before the way and like uh um, yeah. over under on Mount Cody's way. Yeah. And, and, and you know I mean, what? Jones holds holds it though. Yeah. At the first are you saying practice. Mount Cody did not? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The first pre- the first day of practice on Tuesday, when they showed Dewan standing there in the huddle, and he's like a foot taller than even you know the other offensive linemen. The only thing I could think of, and you guys are football fans enough, is that infamous footage they run constantly of Andy, Andy Reid kid in the punt pass and kick, and he's like. <laughs> Five times the size of all these other kids. That's what I thought of when I saw it. My mind, I think I still have the picture, Shane. My mind went to remember at the senior bowl practice, you and Nate Solder. (laughs) 
standing yes, like yes. nose to nose like wrestling matchup style. We, 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 we did the Hulk Hogan right giant, in his belly yeah. button. <laughs> oh man, I never stood a chance. That was great. He was he was such a sport to do that. That was great. Ended up doing yep, well. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I I let's we have, we have a couple listener questions real quick. Um, G10 asks about Keanu Benton. We talked about him a little bit before from Wisconsin. Me too, for sure. I think round one's a possibility for him. Um, uh, you know, I, I really do. I think the defensive line group, the interior line group's not great uh, in terms of the top 50. So he might have a shot to be the third guy there. So I'm, I'm, I'm aiming high here. What round do you think Jonathan Mingo, the wide receiver from Mississippi, goes? Has had a, a pretty good week for his size. I mean, he came in pretty big. Brian's, Brian's going round five. five. I'm with you. The, the middle of the third day. Yeah, he, he has too many drops. If you watched him at Ole Miss last season, he 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 just doesn't seem to, you know, know when his hands should be under or over. And he just, I don't know. I don't think he's going to get separation in the NFL very much. It came in at 6'1", uh, 226, which yeah. is pretty massive. Nice running so, back. Yeah, yeah, the, the combine – Will be, I think, the determining factor. I'll go. I'll go round four. I think it'll be a little better than you guys think. But okay. if he fails the combine, it might look be bad. Uh, score prediction for tomorrow's game. Whew. Oh, I don't know, but I sure hope it's a lot better than the East West oh, game. That's, right, that's what I'm saying. Brian's going American team twenty four to fourteen. Um, I don't want to be exactly like I'll say. 24 to 17, Brian. You're going American as well? Um, yeah, I think so. I, of course, I have always been wrong, I think, on picking the game winner. I sit there all week and say, God, this coaching staff from the Raiders doesn't know how to run a practice worth a darn, <laughs> and they're going to get their butts kicked, and then they win. So don't go on that one if it's a prop bet. Vote against whatever I say. Yeah, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go national, uh, but I'm going ten to seven. Oh wow! I think it's gonna be pretty pretty rough. Well, when you don't have really good quarterbacks, that's an issue. Yeah, that, cl- that clock's mm-hmm. gonna be running a lot if uh, yeah. they keep running the football. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go national seventeen, American fourteen. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Brian's uh it's gonna be a defensive battle. There's nothing wrong with that. That's uh, yeah. no, <laughs> Brian's like, a, look, Brian, you want you want six to three? We, we you know we we can make it real bad. We can make a real stinker no. here. We got got two kickers that can get it in there. So um, you know you're officially old when you start complaining about oh too many points. <laughs> that's like one of the telltale signs you you reached old age. Yeah, old. I remember when they played defense. I, <laughs> like I no. I've given up on that. That's a four, that's when I take my naps. Is when you get these defensive struggles. I'm sorry. Give me a. Give me, I admit when it's fifty-two to forty-eight, that's a bit much. But, you know. No, I, look, I, I think I think the age thing's hitting in football because when two things: one, players you watched, all, all their kids now are entering the NFL, and two, all the players you watched are now getting head head coach interviews and head coaching jobs. That's when you know. <laughs> been too long yeah yeah i mean okay. w- where do we start frank gore jr i just thought frank today, gore jr. Like, 
Yeah. Marvin Harrison uh, Jr. Oh, yeah. The one that blew my mind is Charlie Weiss Jr. is like 30 years old and has been offensive coordinator for like five years or something like that. You know? <laughs> You're like, wait, what, what did that happen? It's like, I remember when he was like 10 years old standing on the sidelines. Yeah. Don't yeah, remind me. <laughs> Don't remind me. All right. Senior Bowl offense and defense MVP of the game. Okay. Can we be – can we be all right? Ryan's jumping. Okay, guys. okay, well, based on what I've said previously, that those would both be my choices. See, I'm thinking right. you'd be happy, fair. Brian, if Rush gets two interceptions in the game, you won't care what the score is. Uh, uh, yeah, that, that is fair. <laughs> um, yeah, man. I mean, offensive, I, I feel like it's got to be a running back. Um, so, yeah, you know, I, I'm I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go Evan Hall since I predicted him for a touchdown. I might as well keep that rolling, um, and then then I, you know I'll go with my guy uh, Keon White on the other side. Evan Hall, Keon White. Go ahead, Scott. I will. I'm, you know what? I'm just gonna keep going with Malik Cunningham. Uh, if it's gonna be a low-scoring game, quarterbacks are struggling. He can run a little bit. You know, I'm gonna go with him since I thought he's gonna score. So Malik Cunningham on offense and defense. Uh, how about Andre Carter? I'll go with Andre Carter. Maybe he'll, you know, okay. break up. We've seen that before, where guys have maybe a little disappointing week of practices, and then they turn it on when the lights come on and the the, the reps are live. So go with Andre Carter on defense. Okay. I will go with Luke Musgrave on offense at tight end. That's a good one. Um, and then I'll take a big flyer, but I really like what, what I'm seeing so far. Isaiah Land from FAMU on the defensive Ooh, side. That's a good one. He's, he might actually get a sack or two and an interception. Have we talked about him yet? Give us the give us the 20-second – well, I think if I remember right, when he went to FAMU, he didn't have any D1 offers even close to an offer. Um, and when he went to FAMU, I want to say coming out of high school, he was like 5'11 and 195. And I think I'm pretty close on that. And slowly but surely, he grew and he added a little weight. What did he come in at? 226 on a 6'3. And he played defensive end at FAMU, which means, to me, he's coming into this, and you notice they listed him as a linebacker. He's, you know, he's going into the NFL, and he's going to be, I think, initially just an edge rusher. First year, second year, and I think he will fit on special teams, which will help protect a job. But I honestly think you get a few years down the road, three years down the road, and maybe – Maybe he's up to 230 and has gotten his game coached up by NFL coaches. He'll be a mini-me Von Miller. Ow. I'm going way out there this tonight. I was going to say, you're, you're, you're pulling out with Von Miller in this class. Let's go. Look at that. <laughs> but I, I think he has the potential to be a very good NFL player in time. I really do. Interesting. That's good. I'm a fan. I've big, been a big fan. So that'd be nice. Um, yeah. Anything else, Brian? You have 
if you got more more on the docket, we're feeling good. I mean, that's great. I, I, Over I, I, under I, on number of Dr. Peppers Brian drinks during the game? <laughs> None. He doesn't. He doesn't drink them during the game. That's right. Zero. zero. Brian, Brian's uh, putting out the prediction of zero. Brian. Are you saving it? What little voice you have? I assume you still want to try to go up in the booth tomorrow. You don't want to pass on that gig. Yeah, he's, he's you the vocal help. rest is in. The yep. vocal rest. He'll sound like a new man tomorrow. Got to got to save it for the big night. Be ready to go. So, yeah, well, we'll cross our fingers for you, man. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I, I guess I guess you can potentially check out Brian right our, the iHeartRadio app, ninety six one the Rocket there in Mobile. So let's see if I could find a way to you know get the VPN on, pretend like I'm in Mobile, and see if I can listen or whatever it takes. So uh, definitely check that out. Um, but, but depending on how Brian's voice goes, we might be back tomorrow night with a show recapping the game. Uh, but both Brian and myself will have a report up on the website, um, uh, you know, for all that. And now, look, Brian, I think you did pretty well. For I think you did great, Brian. You were a trooper, man. You uh, you conveyed all your thoughts. Hopefully we did okay uh, translating <laughs> a little bit for you. Yeah, hopefully at least a little bit. But, yeah, yeah the cards, if you watch it on YouTube, you get you got to see the cards. Yeah, the banners up on there uh, and, and the private chat too. So doing pretty good. Um, but yeah, let's, uh, Paul, man, thanks. Thanks for coming. Sorry. You, you got cut short with the technology, but it's okay. It's here's my, here's it. my leaving words. Thank you for having me. Good to see you again, Scott and Brian. Good luck tomorrow. And then I will just say, I got news for you. If, if we logged me out of here and I went back to the beginning, I bet you I wouldn't be able to get in again tonight. <laughs> <laughs> They don't call me Mr. <laughs> IT for nothing. <laughs> I, I love it. Well, thanks. I'm glad. I'm glad you got on. It was, it was good to get your thoughts, man. It's uh, so great it seeing you, Paul. It wouldn't be Boy, a senior bowl week without pigs. Say Paul. hi to the family and give the dogs a treat for me. Yeah. Oh, I will. I will. We got a bunch <laughs> of them, and I will. And I'll. And whether you like it or not, I'm going to keep sending you all pictures of my grandson. Yeah. Keep them coming. Always good. Uh, Scott, man, thanks. Uh, I know, I know you're out of the game a little bit, but you, you held up your end and you have that, you know, you and Paul both have that experience to go on and, and Brian, all the three of you dwarf me and senior bowl experience. So thanks for uh, sharing that. And, um, yeah, you know, tell them, tell them uh, once again about, uh, what, what you're doing. And if, if you're, they're into trading cards, sports cards, Pokemon cards, anything, Next yeah, absolutely. Time. And and thank you guys for having me. I, this is just always such a blast. Uh, it's it's really is like a reunion. I can't wait to do it again. And you guys are doing such a great job with Draft Countdown. Uh, I couldn't be more proud. So uh, thank you guys for everything you do. Um, and if you want to check out what I'm doing now, uh, you can check out it's nextgem.com. Uh, and we are an app to image, manage, uh, and share your trading cards. So, uh, like Shane said, whether it's sports cards, Pokemon, pop culture, everything in between, we've got some incredible cards on the app, rare stuff that you won't find anywhere else. So, even if you're not a big card person, check out the app, and uh, you can see some eye candy. You can see million-dollar cards, and uh, they're pretty. So, if you're a sports fan, there's there's plenty of eye candy there to check out. So, there's my pitch. Can I brag? Yeah. My granddaughter, I was at my granddaughter's high school soccer playoff game last night match 
I'm sorry, I got to talk soccer stock, right? <laughs> on um, the pitch. On the pitch. And, a match, and they lost three to four. But my granddaughter had an assist and two goals. Oh, wow. And, and both goals were on penalty kicks. And you don't get in front of my granddaughter's kicks, man. <laughs> they, they were not. They were not at the end of the goalkeeper's area. She was 25 yards out on both of them, and she just rocketed them right into, right past the goalie and into the net. So she got that legendary Gomet athleticism, apparently. Well, the, it keeps skipping it. Yeah, not me though. She's skipping I'm, generations. I'm, I'm the, you know, outlier in that one. Her, my son, her dad was pretty good at a lot of sports. So he's still a four handicap in golf. Um, she's pretty lucky to have a proud grandpa to, to follow her and geez, come to her games. I was her grandpa Uber to get her to practice in games for <laughs> yeah. the last eight years. And she's a junior and she's, uh, she's got two division two scholarship semi offers so far. Hey. Wow. That's awesome. No, Congrats, man. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And th- look, thank you both again for coming on. Thanks, Scott, for entrusting Brian and I with Draft Countdown. We're, you know, but uh, I-, I appreciate everything that you've done for us. And all those of you listening out there, make sure that you go to youtube.com slash the draft countdown, like and subscribe the, the you know this video, subscribe to get podcasts, get some of the shorter videos that we're doing. Uh, you can get the podcast audio wise, Spotify. Um, wherever you get Apple podcasts, wherever you get it, leave us a five-star review. If you've listened to it and like it, it'll help get it out there a little bit more, especially as we hit draft season, be much appreciated and check out the site draftcounter.com. Like I said, all the seven round mock draft coming out Monday and uh, the game reports, Brian will be in the booth doing the radio call, writing up a report for the site. So that's going to be huge uh, tomorrow on Saturday. So uh, from uh, Bri- silent Brian over here uh, from myself, uh, Paul and Scott, Everyone have a good night, and we'll talk to you soon. Good night, all.